The Self-Made Life Podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. I'll share a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to run and scale a business, branding tips, and I'll also be chatting with other entrepreneurs to share their stories and what it's like to be self-made. Hello, and welcome back to the Self-Made Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Wyatt, and today I have a really special guest here with me. I have Margot, who is from Whole Beauty MD. Margot is um, an SRT specialist, right? Yeah, uh, SRT practitioner. Practitioner, and she's going to explain everything, what she does. She does very important work. I recently um, found her through Marley, uh, my coach, um, back in August. And I feel like I have been booking like weekly sessions with Margot just because she, I, I can't even explain. Like I try to explain it to, you know, Tain did a session with her as well. Um, and it's just so hard to explain, but it's so, so powerful. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on, Margot. Um, so every episode when we have a guest, we kind of start with a boss or bust moment. So sharing something that you're proud of or maybe something that didn't quite go as planned, you know, just kind of shedding light on the entrepreneurship journey. Um, so tell us, do you have a boss or bust this week? Oh, I think I just had a boss moment with listening to you. <laughs> um, so thanks for having me here. And yeah, those are the boss moments when you hear that your work is impacting somebody. And um, I have to say, it's such a pleasure working with um, so many of you that are so young and have already um, opened yourselves to consciousness and expansion and soul awakening. And yeah, just the willingness and the courage to do the work and to step up to more. Um, 
that's definitely boss. So when I see you or people, um, especially your age, I have a real affinity to younger women, but to see you expanding into what's possible, it just, it just fills my heart. So I'm very grateful because I can be on purpose. And um, I like what you said about it being important work because so many people do not appreciate or realize what important work it is. And I personally believe it's probably the most important thing we could do for ourselves is to, you know, cultivate that connection with spirit and that which is for us and the higher frequency energies available to help us with direct healing and bringing in our dreams. So, but it's difficult because the work I do and what you said so hard to explain is it's multidimensional, so we can't see it. So it's really hard sometimes to trust. So it takes a very um, deep faith and a deep knowing to step forward into that. So yeah, boss moment, Ashley. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And like, you know, you just have to be willing to take that next step. Like I interviewed Jordana last week and like similar with her, like she works with people who are willing to like, kind of like take that next step. And I think that's kind of where, the success lies and like the determination to like see things differently and kind of like, you know, create this expansion for yourself and see what is possible. It is a lot of like inner work and like healing and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> yeah. You can, you know, even not, just, like, not easy. It yeah. brings many rewards and deep connection to life and self and others. Um, but it's not always easy. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to share a bus this week um, because I just did, I just had like family members who were sick with COVID over Easter and I thought I had it, but I didn't. And now I have it. So I'm probably going to take it easy for this week, which is okay. Like I'm, I guess a boss part of that bust is that just leaning on my team for support and just being very, very grateful that I have a team and that I'm able to support other like creative entrepreneurs and boss women. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, So I guess it is a boss and a bust. (laughs) Yeah, and such a piece of the entrepreneurial process, right, is we, we can't predict these things. It's out of our control. And, and how do we ride the wave of those unanticipated things, right? Can yeah. either pull us down with the undertow like a big wave and get caught up in the swirl of it, or we can, you know, work with spirit and our higher consciousness to kind of ride through it and trust that we'll land land on the beach or on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, land in a better place. I love that. Um, So we're going to kind of get into the episode. And I know that it is kind of like very, you know, multidimensional, hard to explain. But can you introduce yourself and the amazing, incredible work that you do for our listeners? Absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity. Um, So my name is Margot Dowlinghouse. And I, I, I have had a multidimensional career to date. Um, my background is nursing, so very much always have been a healer and called to the healing arts and all things holistic. 
I'm very much a holistic practitioner, anything that brings in wholeness. And that's why my company is called Whole Beauty is I, I, it's just been my experience and probably my purpose in life is that when we can experience um, wholeness, we see beauty. And so anything in my world that, that where I can cultivate wholeness and beauty, um, it transcends me and I hope others. Uh, spiritual response therapy is the most current uh, modality that has called me within the concept or context of whole beauty. Um, I started out actually as um, a therapist doing more sort of direct work with depression and anxiety and um, and found that that work was quite draining and, and focused just on what wasn't working, then moved into um, coaching, more sort of a generalized solution oriented. And then my work has just become more and more and more metaphysical and mystical and seeing that we're so fully resourced by things that we cannot see. And that's just been my own spiritual journey. And I found myself um, in the spiritual response therapy realm. And I also do something called multidimensional self-healing and the two together work really well. And I would say the most important aspect of that work is really cultivating a direct, um, a direct connection with spirit. So spirit being a spirit of your own understanding, but really it's back to the source of which we, from which we come and a sense of being resourced or reconnected to self source spirit, that which is for us and everything within spirit is whole. So it's back to wholeness. It's a process of remembering back to that, which is for us, that which is whole. And um, I would say a big part of the work is cultivating boundaries to prevent us from falling into codependent patterns because we're a codependent society. So it's kind of like therapy on steroids for codependents. Um, so SRT, yeah. So I do SRT, which stands for spiritual response therapy. Um, and I, I think a nice thing to consider there really is what we're assuming or intending in the practice is that spirit will respond to us. So that alone in an intention, if we hold the intention in our lives that spirit is part of us and we're one and of spirit and spirit will respond, um, that's where the magic happens. So, so much of it is intentional and very much energetic. So again, if we hold the consciousness that we're being responded to, um, the world will, will respond to us. So it's, it's a process of remembering and helping clients understand that so goes the inside or so goes our consciousness, so goes the outside in our world. Um, and interesting that you were speaking about it not being always easy. It's not about, you know, bringing spirit on board and just being a Pollyanna and being really positive. And, you know, I see a lot of people sort of stuck in that mindset, trying to talk themselves into being positive, um, having a good mindset, which is so important. But without, um, with the spiritual bankruptcy or without an access to sort of a sense of spirit or self and doing the real work, we have to transmute and transform and move through some of that denser energy that accumulates in our bodies, in our energetic field, in, um, in our morphogenetic field and all layers, all levels of our consciousness. Um, and so we, we don't have access to that just through the mind. So that's sort of the multidimensional aspect is we can really work with spirit. And as we bring in those high frequency energies, so every session we start with 
a centering, a grounding, a brief meditation to really help clients understand the power in the process of bringing in those high frequency energies of spirit. And with the illumination of that, that energy, uh, we start to, I guess, illuminate or highlight some of those denser energies that want to clear. And those are the codependent um, emotional response patterns that don't serve us. Um, but often we don't even have the conscious awareness of what they are. So that's a big part of the work is sort of going into these multidimensional areas, the subtle bodies of the mental, emotional, spiritual body alongside the physical body, our um, human energy field, um, the collective goes all the way back to spirit. Also working with past lives, accumulated discordant energy in past lives and spirit programming, soul programming before incarnation. And then when we incarnate into our mother's wombs, we're also um, dropping into all sorts of um, uh, DNA programs. So we can have intergenerational trauma and, you know, that and need to clear some of that. So um, I think, yeah, I think that's what's so beautiful and it provides clients so much hope is that there's, there's other places we can intervene. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like beautifully said. And it's, it is like so hard to kind of like wrap your head around it sometimes, but like once you're in it and like you're doing the work, you kind of start to see these like energetic shifts just like happening. And it is a lot of like, you know, the hard work, like oftentimes we get, we get stuck in like, you know, the, the, the highlight reel that is, you know, social media when really there's a lot more happening behind the scenes that like people are going through like their own turmoil or their own, you know, shit storms and, or their own like past, you know, generational traumas that are kind of being brought to surface and, you know, interfering with each other. Right. So. And, it, and we all, I think, um, collectively, we all are being called to transform right now. And those things are surfacing for many people. And I think many people are trying to manage those on an intellectual basis. And I think that's when we get into overwhelm and into trouble is if we don't access the emotional body, which sort of encompasses the inner child doing that work from this lifetime, but also going even back into other lifetimes or intergenerational work is so often we can be holding these discordant emotional energies on other people, other lifetimes, um, and it's not even our own stuff. So it's really reassuring, like you said, to have a session to be able to drop in and pull that apart energetically to feel like the relief's like, oh my God, that's not mine. And I can release that to the care of spirit or I can drop it down into beautiful mother earth and I can, I have all these resources or I could send this back to, um, you know, where it belongs. And we have the capacity to direct this energy and it's, uh, there's so much we can do with it if we ask for the help. Okay, I need to take a little break and just share one of our favorite tools, which is HoneyBook. So HoneyBook is our CRM system and we really can't live without it. We have been using it for the past almost four years and it's been like life-changing in our business. So 
from leads that kind of filter through our website form. It kind of populates into a new project for us and seamlessly we can send proposals, we can schedule calls, we can send over invoices, contracts, brochures. And what I love most about it is It's just so easy on the client end and we are able to get paid quickly and efficiently and we're able to keep everything together in one easy and simple to use spot. Um, So if you are looking for a client management system, I highly recommend HoneyBook. Um, It has been a total game changer in our business and I have no doubt that it'll be a total game changer for you too. So um, if you want to use our exclusive uh, 50% off your first year, um, you can head over to our website, themonarchdesign.co forward slash resources and click get 50% off HoneyBook and start like utilizing your time better. This thing has literally changed our lives and I wouldn't be sharing it if I wasn't like raving about it. So definitely give it a try. Let me know what you think. Um, I also wanted to mention they have a setup concierge. So in I think your first like week or so, you're able to work with someone directly in HoneyBook and they're able to set up everything for you. They're able to set up your contract, all your, your files, all your services, your pricing, so that literally when you go to send a proposal or invoice, it is so simple. You can also work with workflows so you can schedule emails, you can um, put together workflows so that like let's say you are working with a wedding client and you know you want to send them a questionnaire or timeline schedule for like two weeks before their event, you can definitely schedule send that and put together a workflow so that you're you're kind of working smarter and not harder. So uh, HoneyBook has done more than just save me time. Uh, It helps me to get paid quicker and also look really professional when working with my clients. Um, You know, it's easy for them to get the proposal, get the contract, sign the document, and I'm able to get paid quickly and efficiently. So uh, check out HoneyBook and go over to our website, themonarchdesign.co forward slash resources and click on the link, get 50% off HoneyBook today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, so how did, how did you kind of start your entrepreneurship journey and how did you kind of get into this work. I know that you, you know, you mentioned your background was in nursing and then you started like therapy and coaching, but what kind of led you to like SRT? I think I've always had a deep spiritual knowing and since I was a child and probably because I experienced some very, very severe childhood trauma. And I think I was sort of brought to my knees probably at a very young age and a deep knowing that it was like a call. I just always had a little voice inside that said, there's good in the world. There's good in the world. There's good in the world. You can find it. And so it was really a journey to always pivot back to that, which was for me probably as a child for survival. 
And then um, just like a beacon, keeping my, my little eyes open to the mentors. I think mentorship is so important in spiritual practice is finding a good mentor because I had so many amazing mentors and trusting that deep knowing it's like, this person can take me where I need to go. This person knows something I don't know. This person can expand me. And I didn't have the language or the ability to articulate what it was as a child, but I, I just knew and I kept following it. And so despite sort of chaos around me in my world, I had this capacity to trust a deeper knowing and it, it was just one step at a time. Um, so like I said, ended up actually when I had my kids, when I was around your age, young, wanted to... Um, be home with my kids a lot. And I, um, which is so against my values now, I kind of laugh because we find our way um, sometimes through these contrasts, you know, but I worked in pharmaceuticals and I worked in pharmaceutical sales so I could stay home with my kids. And I sold Prozac when Prozac first launched. So I was so immersed in the whole world of depression and anxiety. And again, all these signs like people labeling people with these disorders and giving them medication. I was like, I knew it was like, this feels so wrong and counterintuitive, but I guess I'm here for a reason. And I was guided through all of that to, you know, working with people with depression and anxiety. And then I was in a hospital setting, designing programs as a nurse, um, you know, cognitive therapy programs. But then again, the psychiatrist would come in with her DSM-4 criteria and place a big label on people and say, you know, you're depressed or you're this. And it, I, I would feel rage because I'd experienced the same thing, you know, trying to re um, recover from trauma, going to my parents, labeled, sent to the psychiatrist, here's the label. And I just knew I had a voice inside always saying, this isn't the truth. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm trying to uh, suspend or transmute or tra uh, move through these discordant codependent patterns. And I, I knew it, but I just didn't know what it was. And then, you know, so the medical profession, which I fully respect and support, there's a place for it when we're in crisis, but there's so much more holistically available. And so I just listened to that call. Um, you know, it was just the voice inside that said, oh, you know, is that enough when a psychiatrist comes in and gives this poor person who's suffering um, a medication? And then every time they take that medication, they're telling themselves that there's something wrong with them by taking it. You know, it's just, it's such a, pardon the expression, but a mind fuck. And so to get us out of our minds, there's so much more available for deep, deep, real, authentic healing. But like you said, at the root, root cause and going in through and transcending that which is interfering. Um, and it's possible, but it's a process. And um, yeah, just like myself, is just keep going, take one step and follow the guidance and open yourself to the connection to spirit, which is so beautiful watching you. I can see you doing that. You know, you're just trusting, stepping up, trust the impulse, keep on going. Um, so I ended up after pharmaceuticals moving away from sort of the medical model into more coaching and and um, helping people see themselves as whole. And that's sort of where the wholeness shifts happen for me from seeing people as broken, needing fixing. I moved into sort of holistic coaching and helping people see themselves as fully resourced. And again, if I was resourced, 
what would I do? And then as soon as that questioning or inquiry came through, it's like, well, if I'm fully resourced, that's when spirit dropped in. If we're fully resourced, we're, we're, we're resourced by that, which is whole perfection through spirit. And um, that, in my experience, is where we can heal from anything or manifest anything with commitment and yeah, and I love that. Yeah, like um, I just I think that it really takes a special person to really be called to doing this type of work. And I love how like you stepped into that role um, really like knowingly and like intuitively. And I'm a really big like believer that, you know, our experiences shape us and lead us right? Like just trusting the process, trusting your path. And it's so funny that like this is coming up because this is literally the card that I pulled today was trust your path. Every day I kind of like take a card out of my deck and that was the one. And, you know, we, we might not really know like why, you know, these like opportunities are, you know, coming our way or these like trials or um, just like shit that just doesn't go right and doesn't make sense (laughs) at the time yeah yeah just like growing through what you go through um, to get to the other side I think you're speaking yeah just to the discernment that it takes and like you said um I I appreciate you saying a special person that's that's so kind of you but it really everyone has the capacity and that's what I hope to empower people with is taking that time to drop in tap in tune into the full embodiment of our own discernment really and it's like trusting that i'm a divine spiritual being with a divine spiritual purpose and spiritual boundaries and if i'm in there i'm not tapping into that codependence or seeking validation or appeasing or doing what other people think i should be doing it's we're a codependent society we're forever seeking that validation But like you say, if we can stay true to that, which feels right in our own world, in our own essence at the time, and take those small steps one at a time. I It's just so interesting you're saying that because I came from a a medical family and it was so academic and so performance oriented. and, And it's like, well, who are you to say that you could heal people or not heal people, empower people to heal themselves through spirit and... That was a huge risk for me to step into in a a highly academic medical family. And um, I love medicine. And I actually even applied. There's a perfect example. I applied to medical school and didn't get in. And now I know why. And I look back and think of, you know, the discouragement and thinking, oh, you know, I failed or and just kept on going. And, And we look back at some of these failures and they make perfect sense in retrospect. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had gone to medical school, I wouldn't be doing this spiritual work. So. Yeah. Oh, no, I love that. Yeah. Um, my, my mother-in-law, she works in medicine and her background is in nursing. And I remember like coming upstairs, we live with them right now and like saying, like, just telling her about, you know, um, one of my calls with you and, and she's just like, what? Like she's, they, they didn't quite get it, but they're like, okay, well, like you obviously feel a lot better than, you know, what you were 
feeling. So just like yeah. being open to it. And I think people really do need to be open to it. But let's kind of like back up a little bit. So I know that you talk a lot about like spirit and, um, you know, for some people like spirit can mean like all different types of things. And I just, I have my aunt in the back of my head right now because she's a very Catholic woman and, you know, she used to do um, emotion code and body code and stopped when COVID happened because she felt like it was the devil's work. Can you talk a little bit more about like someone who might, you know, have like, I don't know. Judgment or, or um, yeah. I guess fear. The first thing that dropped in right away as you were talking, um, again, as you're talking, I just call upon spirit right away. And my whole body, I don't know if you can see, is spinning. I, and and um, so the first thing that came through from spirit right away is everything is love and everything is spirit. And the most important thing is to meet everyone exactly where they are. Um, I think sometimes uh, in our spiritual practice, you can even get spiritual ego, right? Like thinking that, oh, well, my way is better than anyone's way. And really, I think it's so important to meet everyone exactly where they're at. Um, trust that they're right where they are. That's a big part of my work and practice is that uh, if we can cultivate the faith and the trust that everything's in divine order, and that if somebody's called to uh, religion or Catholicism, that that's perfect for them at that time. It's working, it's serving its purpose, and nothing is right or wrong. Um, but, you know, certain religions, for example, can maybe, um, I would say, let me express this as the difference. Many religions are sort of what is called dualistic, where we're praying to a God or um, a spirit outside of self other than, and so seeking redemption or so sometimes it can feel fear-based because they're seeking, um, I guess, atonement or healing or something from something outside of self. And I am attracted to spiritual work because it's holding ourselves as one with spirit. So we're an individualized expression of the one. We are spirit. So, for instance, instead of praying to a God outside of myself to fix me because I'm broken, I'm learning to be the prayer. I'm learning to be, be spirit, be the love. It's all love. If you look at all the... Um, stories in the Bible, the mystics, any spiritual practice, really, it goes back to love. And that that saying may, may sound cliche, you know, everything is love. But ultimately, again, it's a process of remembering and what we're remembering is love. And anytime we forget love and we move into fear, um, we're separate from our source. And so when we experience things like disease or illness or overwhelm or codependent all these that's these discordant emotional response patterns that's just a sign that we're we're separated we've separated from remembering that we're one with love which is spirit and so yeah again my prayer is that everyone finds love and if that comes through religion for some people um, so be it um you know we just have to meet everybody exactly where they are 
Yeah, no, I love that. And just, you know, being open and, and coming at everything with love. Cause you know, yeah, because it heals, it does heal. But, um, you know, at, in the same breath, I have had many, you know, if there are people uh, with, re- there's a lot of religious trauma, right? Yeah. And also in past lives, like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's called The Novitiate. Novitiate and it's about the nuns back when the Vatican, uh, Vatican II came through. And it just, it, it depicts, it's a great movie. And it talks about these young nuns who are, taught in the convents to sacrifice and that love is sacrificial and that you know and the vatican too came through saying change that philosophy that it doesn't need to be sacrificial so i think that's where sometimes catholicism or some religious has been traumatic for people is it's implied that we have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. in order to um and and as women you know, gosh, this whole patriarchy that we're working within, um, that we have to sacrifice in order to be loved or to be accepted or to be revered. And it's like, no, we already are it and there's no need to sacrifice. So, um, yeah, that I do see in my practice quite a bit is people having um, sort of religious uh, trauma or abuse from religion. But I'm sure there's many people who have experienced religion without that too so Mm -hmm. yeah no that's a good kind of like perspective to kind of like look at it from like fresh eyes and just sending love yeah and we're all a product of our own environment too right it's again like you say having the strength to drop into our own discernment as catholics um or even i think of um a young woman the other day, she was like questioning her sexuality. And she's like, well, I've just been indoctrinated. My parents always sort of implied, she's like, maybe I'm not heterosexual. So it's like a Catholic thing. Maybe I'm not Catholic. Like we were so indoctrinated into these, um, these patterns and these beliefs. And so that's a big part of the work I do too, is really clearing um, beliefs, perceptions, and judgments. Because when we have these subconscious beliefs, perceptions, and judgments, um, we don't even know if they're our own. So we have to drop in and tap in and feel into the guidance of, you know, do they serve me? Are they my beliefs? Uh, what what do I believe? And, and releasing um, with transformational releasing statements, discordant beliefs, um, because the beliefs will hold in those discordant energies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've been <laughs> rewiring a lot. Right? <laughs> You know, it's just so multidimensional, multifaceted, multilayered. And those layers, like, that is what's so cool about this work is it's it's all layers, all levels of consciousness above, below your soul, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, every compartment. And um, spirit can guide us into, one, removing those discordant energies and patterns, but also re-encoding. So we can reestablish new um, energy bodies, energy patterns, um, beliefs into the subconscious and all layers and all levels of consciousness above and below the soul so that we can move into that which is for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of layers. Yeah. But lots of, with that, lots of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of like opening yourself up to it. It's like, 
I think you mentioned this before, like peeling back an onion and, you know, kind of blooming into, you know, shedding these layers that are no longer serving you and kind of stepping into bloom. Yeah. And I think right there, you're hitting the nail on the head in terms of what the work really is, is it soul work. So our souls are eternal. So one thing to keep in mind with this is we can get perfectionistic in our healing process. And, uh, you know, I'd love to remind people that it's never done. Our souls are eternal. They're forever contracting and expanding. And um, we've done that over many lifetimes. And we come into each incarnation with a soul lesson, soul journey, and um, we'll do it again. But we keep expanding as soul. So the work's never done. So sometimes, um, well, I know some people find relief in that and some people go, oh my God, are you kidding? I'll be doing this forever. But there is a sense of relief in that we can surrender, right? It's like, it's a process. There's nowhere to get to. Um, if I stay, like you say, stay open, I can uh, move through these contractions with more ease and support and guidance. And I can open and, and surrender into, yeah, just more of which is available to me um, and, and not be perfectionistic in my pursuit of healing or manifesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always look forward to our sessions together. I'm like, yay, I get to see Margo today and work with Margo and just, Aww. you know, so just happy. drop in. And, yeah. Yeah, well, it's such a pleasure working with people who are open and willing and wanting to do the work and um, and also do the, um, you know, working with you is so fun because when you come back, you always share with me, you know, some of the things you've been working on. And that's a big part of it, too, is we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And in our humanness, there's a lot we can do, too, to, to like you say, quote, do the work. But um, you know, we can work on looking for the new evidence that supports these conscious shifts that we've had. So, you know, it's one thing to go in and ask spirit to help us shift our consciousness, but we do need to start to actively repattern our behaviors or step up to new things or um, do the homework, have those difficult conversations or, you know, make shifts in our physical world as well. So I love um, seeing you too, Ashley, because you always come back and you You've done all this stuff that supports you to move forward. So it's so fun because you get this magical synergy where things start to transpire. Mm -hmm. um, I know that like I booked a session for Tane in the past and, you know, I saw the direct results after working with you. Like he, he kind of like evolved, like he was stuck in like this, what wasn't for him and after working with you he just kind of like turned a new page and was you know gone on his peloton every day got a new job then got a new better job and he's just kind of been like up leveling and you know with teen and if you're editing this teen i love you um but you know it, it takes someone to be open-minded into working you know, through this kind of stuff. How, how do you like handle working with people who, you know, maybe aren't as open-minded and, and might have some friction with that? Like, how do you handle that? I think, uh, I think it's a really good point. And I think what I'd love to share with people on that is you don't have to understand it for it to work. 
Um, the most, I think as conscious, as human beings, we have conscious minds, right? And we love conscious control. And it's so fun when we go in a session and we connect with spirit and we can figure out all, you know, why is this happening? What's the root cause? And show me, show me. It's so fun. Our conscious mind loves that. And it is validating because when we feel that experience of, oh, spirit sees me, knows me, it's, we feel seen. It's, it's a beautiful experience. But even if somebody doesn't understand it, what's happening or anything, the most important is this spirit, this high frequency available. And and that can shift people just by being with somebody who has a higher level of consciousness. You know, it's a vibration. Everything's energy. You know, have you ever walked into a room and someone's got that real bad vibe or someone's got a really good vibe? Yeah, yeah it's the interfacing. Yeah, it's the interfacing of those energies and it's the it's the high frequency energies are love and joy and grace, victory, harmony, gratitude, um, abundant. It, and again, not as a Pollyanna, but if I'm channeling with spirit and, and holding sacred space for a client, regardless of whether they know I had a I had a young man last week and just in the presence of the energy, we did a brief meditation called in the grace and the high frequency energies. And he sobbed for the whole hour, like a baby. And he's never, he's never talked to anyone about anything. He was so touched by the healing frequencies. Wow. Yeah. The energy alone, it was so profound and so beautiful to witness and felt so honored that he had been guided, right? He trusted his own guidance and just said, I don't know, I don't, don't understand it, but showed up and just so grateful at the end of the session. Like I, you know, I've just never had the space or felt seen um, and f- just didn't feel the support or the safety in the container to- um, Oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> access this stuff. Oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah. And he was so brave and willing and he goes, I don't get it. But you say like you, like, like hey, my wife told me you work <laughs> you do this thing. And so I'm like, okay, let's go. And, you know, so sometimes it's explaining it in a different language, maybe for some people not going too far into that because it might make them shut down. And um, again, it's all about meeting people where they are. And just the most important thing is, is opening ourselves to the higher frequencies of, of spirit because with those trauma patterns, the spiritual energy is trying to move through all of us, right? It's and and so any blocks. Um, I just think of clients, for instance, who want to lose weight. It's like um, if those higher frequency energies can't move through, and they bump up against these codependent trauma patterns, uh, that'll impact our ability to release weight or um, you know hold on to things and. Um, there's just so many ways in which bringing that energy through can help people. Yeah. No, I'm a huge believer in just, you know, having more of like a higher vibe, like energy and just kind of like working through that and setting yourself up for, you know, even if you, you know, wake up and you're not feeling the greatest, you know, I, I'm a big believer of the morning routine. Um, And I have like my whole thing. And like, if I don't do that, if I'm not, you know, setting my intentions for the day or journaling about gratitude and like, you know, dancing around or whatever while I'm making my coffee, I, or like moving my body, I definitely feel, you know, it. Um, So 
um, I know that, you know, you've worked with Marley too. Um, and Marley is a big advocate for morning routines. Do you have a morning routine? And if so, like, what is it? I have a morning routine, yes, because I love Marley too. And Marley's changed my life, um, like many's. Um, I I do, and it changes. So yeah, it, it definitely changes depending on the need. But again, everything's energy. And I can wake up, um, yeah, like on the weekend. Oh, I had a glass, you know, I had I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I had alcohol the night before and my energy was zapped. And um, yeah, a quick morning routine can change that up immeasurably so I typically I would say I always start the most important thing for myself is the centering and grounding practice because if I can center and ground my spiritual essence from spirit all the way down through into the ground I feel present to my day so I feel you know I think I believe centering and grounding is my my most important practice and then I will do I meditate a lot I'm probably in meditation in the morning and throughout the day, all day, every day. So, you know, opening myself to the spiritual um, essence of spirit and letting the frequencies down. So do a lot of meditation in the morning, do my gratitude list. And then it changes like lately, um, like you were saying, it's not always good. I've had a recent sort of um, exacerbation of this uh, facial like jaw pain. So and so grateful for the knowing that it's probably something that's trying to move through or get my attention. I'm probably separated from spirit somehow. So wanting to work with what that is. And a good friend of mine told me recently, a mentor of mine said, you know, if you've got that jaw pain thing going on, it's often anger or fear. So alongside my, um, my uh, gratitude, I've been writing down what I, what makes me angry. Um, that, and that's been a really beautiful process in the morning because I think so often, especially as women, we're taught not to be angry. So I think I got some junk held in here and wants to be expressed. So um, alongside the gratitude, I've been writing a list in the morning around just jotting down a few things I'm really angry about. And it feels really, really good. And it's a beautiful practice, I find, to have both things in one space. We can sort of live in polarity sometimes, either good or bad. And so if I can do my gratitude alongside um, some things I'm angry about, I'm finding that that's a beautiful morning practice that I'm doing right now. And what else to do? Yeah, sometimes dancing. I think I was telling you doing the uh, RuPaul uh, yeah. walk. <laughs> you know, some good things to get the energy going for sure. Or just ecstatic dance or... Um, cranking the music in the shower, all that stuff. And I also, I have a dog, so I get out and walk the dog in the morning. Aww. So yeah, I have a, a pretty robust morning routine and I don't know where I'd be without it, to tell you the truth. I'm very grateful to Marley and her her um, programs to support that. Me too. Yeah, I when I know that something is off, I can circle back to my morning routine and just be like, well, have I been, you know, diligent with it or, and not just like diligent, like it doesn't have to be rigid. It can change from day to day. Like my morning routine has and does continue to evolve some days, you know, if it's nice out, I'll go for a walk. If it's raining, maybe I'll just jump on my little trampoline beside my coffee maker and put on, you know, a fun song, and dance around to it. 
and just kind of like, you know, if I don't have time for a longer meditation, doing a shorter one, but just kind of like meeting where I'm at instead of, you know, just stumbling to my desk and, you know, my morning commute, like a a few steps away from my, from my bed and just, you know, slumping down. Like it's not. Or slumping down into the, yeah. And I, I do the same thing. Some mornings I'll get on my, you know, Instagram or onto my phone right away. And I just feel so awful. And hearing you, like I can even feel myself opening as you're talking about jumping on your trampoline and and the energy and it just makes me feel alive and and the importance of sharing right like when sharing with other women what we're doing to keep it active and if we feel off it's like oh yeah she's doing it i got to get back on track and that's that just speaks to the importance of having a a like-minded soul-centered community too which yeah is where i met you and so grateful for that it's just um, you know, going throughout my day and seeing your posts or other women in a in a soul centered community, it's like everyone's out there, you know, doing their thing, and um, we hold each other in our hearts and know that we have resources, we have these tools. If we feel stuck, we can always get back on track. Um, yeah, there's always something we can do. Always, always something we can do to repivot, pivot back to that which is for us, that which feels good. And uh, that which honors our integrity, our purpose, and our dignity, and all things good. Yeah, just getting back on that bike and cheering each other on. <laughs> yeah, 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 and keeping it pretty simple. That you know, it's, if we do keep it simple, it, it it stays easy. Yeah, yeah. There's no you know sense to like complicate things with like a million different steps and having you know. A, two hour long like morning routine like if that's if that's you like all you know like power to you like I know like Jordana has quite a long um, morning routine but she like wakes up a little bit earlier before you know she she turns into mom mode that's just you know yeah right um but you know for some people it's, it's just different and I know like from you know, coaching, a few, like I offered a few um, one-on-one coaching calls and, and, and people were just in different, different places, like in their lives. And I just said, like, you know, like a morning routine, like it doesn't have to be like rigid or like this long drawn out thing, just, you know, filling your own cup up first so that you can overflow into others and serve others. Because when you're operating from like that space, things you know, align better, they're more fulfilling, like, it, it kind of creates like this well oiled machine. Yeah. And I think from a spiritual perspective, those words you're using is alignment. And the other word that comes through is integrity. And what what we're doing in that morning routine is it's energetically, we're dropping into one authenticity, alignment, and the integrity piece is that boundary piece. We're saying, hey, I'm important. These boundaries are going up. I'm recalling that which is for me, that which feels good. And I'm returning to spirit or whatever, or to anybody else, um, you know, anything that's discordant or interferes. And yeah, so you're you're setting up really with morning routine that you're getting rid of blocks, interference, you're focusing on your soul. It's it's an absolute celebration. Great yeah. ways to be. No, I love how like you mentioned integrity because I feel like I'm very much drawn to integrity in that word. And I know it's come up before in our sessions and you know, with me not setting boundaries and you know, things getting through the cracks and being susceptible. Mm-hmm. Um so I think like just, you know, on that note, just, you know, making sure that 
you are taking care of yourself, you are setting those boundaries, you're, you're, you're shielding too, because that's also Yeah, and that's such a big part of my work is these openings and cracks. If we have a history of trauma, which we all do, they create openings and cracks that aren't in our awareness. And so, you know, things leak in and everything that's going on in the collective right now, that's, yes, bring in those high frequency energies, but again, doing whatever you can to close those openings and cracks and managing your energy, managing those boundaries so that, uh, it's, it feels counterintuitive for so many of us how we've been brought up. You know, it's like, oh, be nice, take care of everybody else. But really, the best thing we can do is take care of ourselves and everything will land where it's supposed to if we can we can do that. Everything yeah. Can. Yeah. And before our call, I um, my sister, she's in Costa Rica. And, you know, I was explaining she's um, open to um, like this type of work and just she's also dealt with a lot of like the same trauma that like I dealt with because you know we come from the same family and she's coming home soon and there's a lot of like stress along like where she's gonna stay and you know it's all about kind of like dropping into like setting your boundaries and not being you know swayed by family or you know their own you know crap and sticking into like who you are yeah and and I think the integrity and then um, I noticed the word dignity came through earlier too. And I was paying attention saying, I wonder why that word came through and that we can maintain this integrity or we want to maintain our integrity of the boundaries, but we can also maintain everybody's dignity in that. Your bird's talking. And now the bird's chirping and he always (laughs) chirps when it's aligned, when it's right. Isn't that sweet? I know. So he just, he's saying, yeah, see, it's dignity. And that we can, um, yeah, the message coming through, I think probably people on the call need to hear that. It's probably um, purposeful is that we can, we can ask for what we need, keep this integrity to self, but we can also maintain everybody else's dignity. We don't need to project our own stuff onto other people. We just need to redirect, repivot back to that, which is for us. And, and take care of ourselves and, and trust that other people can take responsibility for themselves and everything will fall into place and pivot back to the faith and the trust that we're supported, guided in our own discernment. And um, yeah, and everyone else can do the same. We're all spokes in our own little spoke in, this, in the wheel and we've got our own little boundaries and we're all sourced by the same source. So we'll all be taken care of if we stay in our own lane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100% online. All right. So kind of before we wrap up, um, I like to do a little rapid fire this or that. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say like two different things. And first thing that comes to mind, choose one. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, city or country? Oh, Ashley, I have a house in the country and a house, uh, an apartment in the city. And I love having both. Oh, God. Um <laughs> Thanks. I I don't know. You know what? I love variety. I have to have both. That's why I have this place. Uh, different things. So both. Yeah, both. Okay. And this one might be hard too. Uh, mountains or beach? I'd say beach. Okay. Yeah. Um, early bird or night owl? Definite night owl. I stay up all hours of the night. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Um, Coffee or tea? 
coffee because I stay up all night. <laughs> <laughs> we need all the coffee. <laughs> um, burger or pizza? Burger. Call or text? You know what? I'm going to say call. I've been finding this really... Um, one of the signs for me is if I'm not in overwhelm, I love when my phone rings and if I feel like I want to pick it up, you know, that. like I want to be available to my friends or people close to me and I'm not too rushed and I actually want to pick up the call. That's a real indicator for me that I'm in a good zone. I'm taking care of myself and I have the heart space to, to be with people. So I, I would that. I would say call. Um, and that's in my highest and best good. But God, I love the convenience as well of texting and being able to do yeah. things efficiently. But yeah. I'm really trying to pay attention to being in that place where I'm available. If somebody says, I, do, can you meet up or do you want to go for a walk? And I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is we can set our lives up like that. And we, we can create what we want and, and have the flexibility to... To take the call. So I'd say yeah. call today. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Well, um, before we wrap up, where can our listeners find you and how can they work with you? Most of my work is done one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and it's funny, I've been called into, like I keep thinking I should be designing these programs and working with groups. But I, I designed a program even recently and it's not filling up and I'm trusting spirits got some certain guidance. I feel like I'm being guided to work with people one on one. It's where I do my best work and people right now really need a safe, sacred container to dive into some of this deeper work um, and to see that they're fully resourced. So um, that's probably the best way to work with me is one on one and they can um, book one on one sessions on my website. At, I second um, that. <laughs> com. Yeah, I, I am like, why isn't this group thing coming together? And I am just saying, keep checking with spirits because I'm supposed to be doing one on ones with people. It's, yeah. it's, um, yeah, I just know that I can meet people where they are, provide a very sacred, non judgmental space, and really clearly bring uh, spirit in for you to find out what the blocks are and clear blocks and interference so that you can move into into that which is for you so one-on-one -on -one, um i am having a group call a free call tomorrow night if people want to experience spiritual response therapy and and just if if they feel sort of overwhelmed or want to release any discordant energies we um those work beautifully a collective call and i tap into the collective energies that are interfering for everyone on the call and that's also a nice process because then people can see they're not alone yeah that's beauty of the group work is sort of seeing that there's other soul-centered people out there like-minded community open to conscious work um yeah and and it's just fun to sort of have some check-in there at the end of the call and people to experience that together um so i'm doing one of those tomorrow night 4 to 5 30 pst and that access to working with me one-on-one -on -one or any of my programs is on uh, my link tree in my uh, Instagram bio, which is Whole Beauty MD as well. Awesome. I will link everything in the show notes so people know exactly where to find you and can, you know, work with you, partner with you for your beautiful work. And Oh, and Ashley, there's also, yeah, um, on that link, there is a free um, 
I do a lot of affirmative prayer work. So there's a free affirmative prayer there. And there's also free SRT if anyone can't make the call and they want to try a free um, direct healing. That's available on my website too. Perfect. So we will link all that so you can go check that out. You can go and follow Margo and follow along on her journey and work with her. Well, thank you so, so much for you know joining me. I was so excited to have you on. I'm really excited for this episode. I feel like a lot of people really need to like hear these important messages and just know that you know, that they're not alone and that they can kind of like add this work as like an extra tool in their toolkit because, you know, entrepreneurship, it's, it's a crazy roller coaster and, you know, just having another tool and like working through that is so, so powerful. So thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and just being here today. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Such a joy to work with you. Thank you for having me. And yes, I would love to work with entrepreneurs. They're my favorite clients because there's so much possibility. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome. All right. Until next time. Bye. The number one way to achieve success on Instagram is through consistency. That means showing up with high quality, attention grabbing, valuable posts. Now, I know what you're thinking. It can be exhausting and overwhelming trying to keep up with the pace. That's why I've created 50 Instagram prompt ideas and 12 eye-catching Canva templates for you to use absolutely free. So all of the hard work is done for you. All you have to do is show up consistently, sit back, and watch your Instagram grow. Head on over to the link in my bio on Instagram and Get your free templates today. Hey, before you go, I just want to express my gratitude for sticking around and being here and just listening to this podcast. I would so, so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and family about it. Share on social media. The more and more that we get these reviews, we get these feedbacks from you, um, and the more you share, the more that we're able to reach like-minded listeners just like you and help to provide more value. So I would just so, so appreciate it if you could share away. And yeah, thanks so much for being here.